Newcastle Fans TV. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Greenwood and Milner show here on Newcastle Fans TV. We have got an unbelievable guest in store today. It is the Britain, Britain's Got Talent winner, Lee Ridley, and to everybody else, he's probably more known for being Lost Voice Guy. And Sam, absolutely incredible what Lee has done in terms of his career, in terms of being one of the most recognisable comedians in the North East. And to win Britain's Got Country. Well, exactly, in the country, in the northeast, in the country. It's, it's absolutely incredible what's happened to, to Lee and his, his career, as we've mentioned. But an unbelievable achievement to be Britain's Got Talent winner. And he's a Geordie as well. Lots more. Lots not more to like. I oh, know. Bless him. Uh, yeah, top guy. Can't believe we've, uh, we've, we've managed to convince him to come on, although he didn't need much convincing in the end. Um, yeah, really looking forward to this one. Um, he's friends with our friends, so he's a friend of a friend. Maybe he's our friend now. I don't know. Maybe we're best friends. Um, but yeah, he he did a gig with Anthem Raoul the other week, didn't he? Um, obviously, good friends of ours, good friends of the show. Um, well, they are of mine. I don't know about you, Johnny. Whether Ant's forgiven you yet for your for your tweets against him? I, 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 sometimes you don't. Sometimes it's better not to say anything than say nothing. So yeah, I think with that he knows his mistake. He knows his mistake. You know, Eddie Howe is only a top four, you know, Champions League manager. But if he doesn't rate Eddie Howe, he does not rate Eddie Howe, and he made that abundantly clear. Didn't he just? Oh well, I'm sure he regrets it now. But yeah, Lee uh, Lee Ridley, what a what a what a success story for the area. And uh, there's just so many out of that little part of the UK, isn't there? And uh, he's he's a very uh, his 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 star is shining very very bright and one of the very few really I mean you look at these reality show winners very very few go on to make a consistent like have a longevity career but he's he's doing it he's uh, he's on the circuit and he's 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 smashing it so uh, good on him and uh, yeah his star will continue to ascend. Like Newcastle's, perhaps a metaphor or a simile. Yeah, possibly. I can't remember what uh, my English skills were like back in the day, but I'll take your word for it, Sam. Um, <laughs> but go, just going back on to Lee's success, you know, he is a different type of comedian, if you like, because he uses his, his disability as an advantage, which I think is very, very clever, very, very intelligent, Sam. And I think some people would say, oh, well, what, what chance do these people have in life? Well, he's made the most of it and just shows that anything can be done. It doesn't matter what what gets thrown at you. You can overcome anything. Yes. Yes, I, I, I agree with everything you've just said. Yeah, there's not a lot to... I think you've, you've nailed that, so there's not a lot more I can add other than, guess what? What? We've got an email. Da, 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 da. It's email time. This week's email, and we love reading them, even if we don't uh, read them out on the show, we read them all. Um, this week's email is from Rupert. Rupert is from, he doesn't say where he's from, so I don't know where he's from. But he says, hi lads, um, I'm planning on coming up 
to Newcastle for the yet-to-be-announced uh, pre-season friendly at St. James's Park. Of course, we always have one week before the season, but have you heard any whispers about that yet? About um, who we're playing or... Is it going to be a double header again? I don't know. Um, but he says, I'm planning on uh, bringing uh, my family up for the first time and want to know where are the sites, adult, uh, family friendly sites to see in and around Newcastle upon Tyne. Johnny, thoughts? Uh, thank you very much for your email, Rupert. I think for a family friendly kind of atmosphere, uh, any, anywhere, anywhere next to the ground is ideal. Anyway, isn't it? That's a great idea. You've obviously got so much for obviously for all sorts of the family to, to get involved with. So there is a couple of pubs, there's obviously the, the stadium, where there was the shops there. There is there's so many different bits and pieces to keep everybody entertained. But if you're going a little bit outside of well, into the city centre a little bit, um let me think. Let me think. I'm, coastal I'm, coastal walks for me. Coastal yeah. like your time mates, your seat and sluices. Your, your Spanish cities, your colour coats, your Whitley Bays. Your Whitley Bays of the world, your colour coats of the world. <laughs> exactly. Fill your boots. Beautiful scenery. Um, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Timer. But again, if you want them to go maybe somewhere that isn't as well known in terms of where Newcastle, maybe Northumberland, probably another another good shout there towards your Morpeth and your Hexham's not too far. And uh, yeah, some lovely scenery. Hexham has a lovely race course. And a lovely golf course as well if you like your golf so yeah make sure you get if you've got any time and you just want to get rid of the kids for a couple of hours well four hours probably <laughs> to have a round of golf by all means just pop down there but yeah that, that's probably what i would recommend in, do, in doing there's obviously so much more to do um as well you've got a bit of everything haven't you that's why yeah it's so great exactly exactly so yeah you've got so much to do just before we kind of wrap things up and going into today's episode we just need, Sam and I just need to offer our congratulations to Liam Kerr, who has got married. He was married on Saturday to Nikki. Nikki, I mean, Nikki went to the same school, believe it or not. So, uh, it, well, say high school. So I've, I've known Nikki for a few years. And yeah, it's great news, isn't it, Sam? Yes. Uh, we're recording this before the wedding. So we're assuming it all went well. I'm staying over at yours. Um, after we've been to the evening do of the wedding, which I'm very much looking forward to. So hopefully it passes incident-free. Um, what was that face for? <laughs> You're looking forward to coming back to mine after that, are you? <laughs> yes, because I won't be interrupted by my children at 5am. I can sleep in peace, hopefully. Um, uh, well, uh, well, apart from the last text message I've got from someone that will remain anonymous, I don't know. I don't know now. Oh, is this Adam Phillips? I can't confirm or deny that allegation. <laughs> Should never have brought that lad into back into the channel. He is in trouble, but I love him to bits, to be fair. I'm so glad he's back. Um, but yeah, Liam, yeah, congratulations. He's uh, a top, top guy and uh, wish them a lifetime of love and happiness together. And uh, yes, um, I can't wait to explore... The real posh end of uh, of what Jesmond has to offer. We will see. We'll see what happens. We'll see if, uh, yeah, we'll see how how the night progresses. We might give you an update on the following episode of the Green Mum Show if we can. We will see what happens. But it's time to talk all things podcasts with Lee Ridley, the winner 
of Britain's Got Talent and a massive Newcastle United fan. So this is something that I think you'll all enjoy. So sit back and relax, have a cup of tea, or a biscuit if you like. Why don't you treat yourself? It's a summer, why not? So yeah, this is The Green and Mulliner Show and it is with Lee Ridley. The Greenwood and Mulliner Show on Newcastle Fans TV. Hello everybody, welcome back to The Greenwood and Mulliner Show here on Newcastle Fans TV. Today, Sam and I are joined by comedian royalty this morning. We are joined by the Britain's Got Talent winner, lost voice guy, but better known to me and you as well as Lee Ridley. Lee, good morning to you and welcome to The Greenwood and Mulliner Show. Firstly, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Yes, me pleasure. Perfect. Thank you very much, Lee. First things first, huge congratulations on winning Britain's Got Talent. How has your life changed since that fantastic journey? Obviously, I'm a lot richer for a start. But please don't <laughs> tell the Department of Work and Pensions. Seriously, though, winning the show has changed my life in so many ways. I'm busier than I ever was before as a comedian. I've been on two nationwide tours, and the general public has been so supportive as well. I'm always getting stopped for selfies and having people congratulate me, and it has been excellent. I'm very grateful for all the kind words I have received. One of the best things to happen since I won is that people engage with me more than they would have in the past. For the first time, they seem comfortable talking to a disabled person. I'm used to being stared at for negative reasons, so it's nice to be stared at for positive reasons for a change. I love that. I love that. I mean, two nationwide tours, as you as you say, Lee. But you you recently gigged with two friends of ours, two friends of the show, uh, Anth Young and Raoul Coley. Um, we, we had them on a couple of times previously. Is is Raoul still giving it the big one about him predicting Newcastle hitting the top four? Because he predicted it right. Like he predicted it twelve months ago. Of course, he is. In fact. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't written a whole comedy show about it yet. <laughs> he probably will. <laughs> he probably will, yeah. I must, I must, before I go on, I must say it seemed like a fantastic evening uh, with Anth and Raoul and, and all the other comedians for the, uh, for the Bruno's Magic Hat uh, show. It must have been something absolutely extraordinary to be a part of and it seemed to raise a lot of money for good causes as well. Yes, it was a great night at such a great venue as well. Perfect. Yeah, Ralph's agents working overtime. <laughs> I must ask Lee, who, who were your comedy heroes growing up? Who were the people that you enjoyed listening to and aspired to be? In terms of heroes, I adore the League of Gentlemen. I think that those guys helped to show me that being different was definitely an advantage when it came to being funny. They helped me view my life in a completely different way. Suddenly my various quirks were something I could laugh at rather than be self-conscious about. After all, I do quite enjoy knowing that an audience isn't entirely comfortable. I think it's a very powerful position to be in, but I'm also a huge fan of Ross Noble. I just love how quick-witted and random he can be. And he has been a massive help to me. 
Not only did he invite me to warm up for him at one of his Newcastle gigs, he has also been very helpful with advice and things like that. So I owe him a lot, both as a fan and as a performer. Oh yeah, Ross Noble's amazing. But so away from uh, away from comedy, you were uh, obviously are like uh, Johnny and I are a huge, huge Newcastle United fan. Um, what were your earliest memories of, of following Newcastle? What made you fall in love? It was actually the Paralympic athlete, Stephen Miller, who got me interested in supporting Newcastle United. We were in the same class at school and he invited me to a match one day. I've been a fan ever since, so I'm not sure whether I love him or hate him for that. <laughs> I'm showing my age here. But Jim Smith was the manager back then. So most of my early memories are pretty rubbish. But one thing that did impress me was the atmosphere in the crowd. Even in the early 90s, we made an awful lot of noise. And it was the passion and love for the football club that made me fall in love with them myself. I've still never experienced anything quite like it anywhere else. Yeah, with Newcastle, they've always made a lot of noise, Lee. They've always made a lot of noise, especially in the early 90s as well. And, the, and obviously, you talk about Jim, the late Jim Smith, who obviously is no longer with us, former Newcastle manager, but came to the Kevin Keegan era, which Sam fell in love to, and then came to the Sabari Robson which I fell in love to, which shown that I'm the youngest, but probably the oldest, if I'm being honest. So that's, that's probably the only joke <laughs> I'm going to say today. So, um, but I, I must. I have to ask Lee, I can imagine that there used to be a lot of jokes when the words or the words Newcastle United Football Club <laughs> were mentioned to you. Um, but since the takeover, obviously in 2021, which obviously has changed everything in terms of Newcastle United, you, you must be delighted with the recent success of the club. Of course, especially as I used to work for Sunderland City Council. So I've had quite a few hard Monday mornings going into work after yet another derby defeat. But the recent changes have been amazing. Not just for the football club, but for the city as well. The whole place is buzzing again, and it's a delight to see. We've waited so long for something like this, and I genuinely think we deserve it as a city. Oh, couldn't agree more. It's been it's such a turnaround and the atmosphere around the place. Um, I, yeah, I can't imagine working for Sunderland uh, Council would be the easiest. Um, it's probably a lot easier now when, uh, I mean, did you used to work with some of the people we saw crying on Netflix? <laughs> I probably did, which made watching it even better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely of, of course whilst they're in the championship next season we're in the champions league next season who would be your dream opponent in that group stage and how do you think we'll do uh, Raul thinks uh, semi-final whilst he's doubling down on last season's success how do you think we're going to get on I was there when we beat Barcelona 3-2 all those years ago oh. so I'd love to play them again just so all of those memories will come flooding back. It was such an amazing night, and I still can't quite believe the result now. So it's going to be nice to have nights like that back at St James's Park. Obviously, it's going to be a big challenge for us. But for the first time in a long time, 
I think that he and the fans believe in themselves. So anything is possible. Tino Asprey, a hat-trick. Keith Gillespie crossing balls in. Oh, Gillespie oh. was unplayable that night. I have to tell you, Lee, this is something that Sam doesn't like me talking about, but it's really, really funny. So Sam had the pleasure, he had the pleasure of interviewing Keith Gillespie and he asked him a very, very serious question about an FA Cup final that he never played in. And there was a lot of embarrassment from yes. Mr. Moore. It was very, very... Oh, he, 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 he couldn't I believe. knew he didn't even play in the freaking thing. I don't know. We were getting along great. Keith and I were having a great chat. We were having a whale of a time. I told him that that Barcelona game was one of the greatest performances ever seen in a black and white shirt. And then for some reason, I said, you obviously played in an FA Cup final when I knew he didn't. And, uh, yeah, Johnny reminds me of that ever since. I actually really enjoyed his book as well. Mm. Yeah, very good yeah. book. Very, very good book. He's obviously spoke a lot about his, his issues off the pitch as well. So it's certainly something that um, to, obviously he seems to overcome those uh, issues and he seems to be doing a lot better for himself, which is fantastic to hear. But going back to Newcastle United, in terms of the very beginning, you talk about the Jim Smith era. Was there any, do you have any favourite players when you first started watching Newcastle League? Was there anybody that you just thought, oh, I just love this sort of player? Phil Lee Palbert is still one of my favourite Newcastle players of all time. He was just a great, no-nonsense defender. And let's be honest, he had an amazing moustache. I was behind <laughs> the goal when he scored his chip against Manchester United. And I can still vividly remember watching it go over the line and then losing my shit afterwards. <laughs> that was probably one of my favourite moments of all time. You've been to the two dream matches. That's <laughs> unbelievable. Those two are the though like I like my son's six years old. He went to the I took him to his first game this season against Wolves and then his second game uh, at home to Southampton in the league. And like I show him them games on YouTube all the time and like it was it was like two I mean I was like six and seven years old when when we beat Man United five nil. But what what sort of what was the atmosphere like compared to, to what it is now? Because that was like thirty six thousand then wasn't it St James's Park? But those those two games in particular are just historic in so many ways. Yes. It really was out of this world, but I can feel the same sort of atmosphere coming back now, which is amazing to see. Yeah, it, it, it's just, it's just, you can't, if you could monetize atmospheres, then uh, we wouldn't need a Saudi takeover. We'd, we'd be, we'd be multi-trillionaires. But speaking of the current day, who are you enjoying watching at the moment from our, from our new sort of, just great squad that's got us Champions League football again. I really enjoy the passion that Dan Byrne shows whenever he is playing. You can just tell how much it means to him to play for Newcastle. And I think that shows in his performances. I think his enthusiasm helps lift the crowd as well. So it's really fun watching him because you can tell that he's loving every minute. He very much is. Dan Byrne is just, what a guy. What a guy. A Geordie. Just gets it. And 
Thomas obviously scoring the goal against Brighton as well and with the header. And yeah, just left so much emotion out and obviously scored. So much for not celebrating against your former teams. I know. Not that burn. I know, I know. But he's a Geordie through and through. I'm guessing that you must love seeing Geordies play for Newcastle. Like, it must give you some sort of buzz, I can imagine. Of course, ever since the days of Lee Clark and Steve Watson, I was a member of the Junior Magpies and they were always giving up their time to come to events. But there, but there, we've, we've, we've had Lee Clark on before, Lee, and he's a, he's, a, he's a top, top guy. Top, top guy. He spoke to us on the day of the Cup Final as well, where he's probably getting surrounded by so many Newcastle fans. So he's, he's, he's great company. But talking about one midfielder to another midfielder, let's talk about our beloved Brazilian duo, if you like. On one hand, you've got Bruno Guimarães, who is one of the best players we've ever had in recent years. Some are even saying he's the best player that Newcastle have ever had in history. That tells you how good Bruno Guimarães has been. But we've also got Joe Linton, and he's mentioned how what Eddie Howe has done to him in terms of how he's transformed Newcastle United. What do you make of our Brazilian duo and how much you enjoy watching them on a weekly basis now? I think they've both done so well under Eddie Howe. Bruno is just one of those players who was made to play for Newcastle. He's the sort of player that every fan likes to see in a black and white shirt. And Joe Linton's change since Eddie took over has been incredible to see. I think both of them sum up the type of team that Newcastle United are trying to be these days. Oh, yeah, you're so right. And add Tonali into that midfield mix now as well. The, now the transfer window's opened. I'm so excited to see them three play together. That is going to be well. It's going to be a hell of a lot better than um, Henry Saive and uh, like the rest of that uh, team towards the later years mm. of Mike Ashley. But are you are you disappointed? Like we missed out on James Madison, and uh, I personally I'm not. But is 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 he a player you would have liked to have seen sign this summer? If I'm being honest, I don't really have a wish list of players. And I'm not that bothered about missing out on James Madison. Obviously, it would be nice to be signing big-name players like that. But at the same time, I think the atmosphere within the squad is amazing at the moment. And it's equally important that we keep the team spirit, whoever comes in. I only want players who can add something to the team bond. And I don't think some of the bigger players will be able to do that. I think that's a really, really important point, Sam, what Lee's mentioned there about the team yeah. spirit, because that was one of the biggest successes of Newcastle United, really, last season. Obviously, we played well and we won games, but the actual team spirit and the team unity, and that's a really, really important huge. point that Lee's brought up there, Sam. Huge, huge, huge. That's why it's no surprise to me they offered Matt Ritchie another year. It, that just epitomises the attitude and... And and work rate and and the morale for the whole squad. Um, so on, on transfers, Lee, I suppose, is there any players you'd be from that? I'm talking about the 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 crop of people that were here before the takeover. Is there any players that you'd be sad to see leave, like a like a Matt Ritchie, for example, who's just he's just been one of the most important players for us uh, in, in recent times, getting us out of the championship, keeping us in the Premier League and, you know, guys like that, which, which who have been great servants, but I don't know, maybe it's just their time to go. 
I'm a big fan of Matt Ritchie myself, actually. But you're right, it's a difficult balancing act with all the new players coming in. I feel like Dan Byrne is in the category as well, sadly. That's an interesting debate, isn't it? Left back, left back seems to be a player that, a left position rather that uh, Newcastle fans want to strengthen in the summer. But we'll see what happens with that, I suppose. But well, hopefully, Dan Byrne can still play a huge part, which I think he will next season. I think he has been um, an instrumental part to Eddie Howe's success since he arrived in January twenty twenty two. No, was it twenty two? Yeah, twenty 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 two. Just the years just seem to fold into one when you're watching Newcastle United. But um, two people that we know absolutely love Newcastle United. And they make sure that they mention Newcastle United a lot is Ant and Deck. Now, Ant and Deck, they could be in Australia, South Africa, America, doing all sorts of work, but they've still got a little monitor, a little TV screen watching Newcastle United. I've seen it on their pictures on Twitter, so I know they're huge, huge fans of the club. And obviously, they were at the Chelsea game on the final day of the season to see Newcastle. Uh, just think about Anthony Gordon for 90 minutes and now we're all going to Madrid. Even my passport's come today, so I'm buzzing with that as well, Lee. And at, at, Britain's, at Britain's Got Talent, of course, you are surrounded by Jordi, surround, surrounded by Anthony Deck, as we've mentioned. How supportive have they been since uh, you won Britain's Got Talent and even before when you first uh, when you first entered? On my year of the show, I only met Deck because Ant was still on the naughty step. But I've met them both since and they've both been really supportive. In fact, a lot of Northeast celebrities have been very helpful, including Robson Green and Chris Ramsey. It's nice to have people like that in your corner. Yeah, we've had Robson on the show. Uh, what a top, top guy he is. But yeah, yeah. We we didn't do the maths, did we, Johnny, when uh, thinking about Anton Deck and uh, when one of them wasn't there? Whoops. <laughs> No, I, I, I think it's. Um, I don't know. If we can put, we can talk about it too much longer, but I'm sure. I think well, he's obviously just typing out a message now in regards to that. But we'll uh, we'll see what he has to say about that. They still didn't get me some cup final tickets. Oh, what? what? That is joke. ridiculous. <laughs> Call himself a fan. I, 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 before Sam uh, gets his uh, gets his question in, I must ask you about the cup final. How proud were you to see Newcastle United in a cup final? You know, obviously they didn't win the game, which is obviously really, really disappointing. But to make the final, to go to Wembley, to see the scenes of in London as well, you must you must have enjoyed watching them from afar. It was fantastic to see them at Wembley again, especially as I had been there to watch them lose twice before. I was hoping I wasn't a bad luck charm, but it wasn't to be. We'll have to get your tickets to the next one. Yeah, of course you were there. You went. To, of course you were at the two finals. You were at the five nil, and you were at the Barcelona. Of course you were at the cup finals. But hopefully, there's there's many more to come. I suppose it'd be remiss of us not to ask you your kind of predictions for for next season in terms of league and cup. Um, but also, what what would you be happy with? Because I suppose with with our star ascending back to where it's back to its rightful place, the expectation levels rise, and and I've I've just got it in the back of my head somewhere that I don't want the pressure to turn onto Eddie Howe. And so, what 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 do you think we'll do next season? But what would you, what would you be happy with also? 
I'd be happy with seventh. <laughs> Stay in Europe. I would honestly be happy with top six again because I never expected to be in the Champions League so soon. It's just been an incredibly good season, so it's important not to get carried away. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent right. Hundred percent yes. right. Go on, Sam. No, it's just been my attitude all along, hasn't it? Just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. It, like I know, Johnny, you expect the Earth now because you've got your passport. <laughs> so, so you expect us to go to Madrid and and, and win. And for although I will say this, I'm incredibly looking forward to if we do draw PSG on Paul Dummett's slide tackling Mbappe. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be uh that would be that would be that that would be an absolute dream. I think a little exclusive for everybody. Paul Dummett is on the verge of signing another season for Newcastle United as well. So uh he will have another year at the club. Of course he is, he's got a he's got a sliding on Mbappe. He will <laughs> not pass. He will get he'll get a testimonial about that. He'll get mm. a testimonial. Um but Lee, it's been really, really nice to talk to you all about Newcastle United. My fi- the final question is and what is the future for Lost Voice Sky uh, in 2024 as well? Because I know we're half, half through 2023, so I'm sure you've got so much to look forward to to the end of 2023. But going into 2024 as well, what can we see and where can we see you, I suppose? Well, at the moment, I'm performing on the comedy circuit all over the country. And I'm also working on some very exciting television projects. I've also released my first book, called I'm Only In It For The Parking. It's basically a book containing all the stupid questions I get asked. I think the question that I'm sick of being asked the most is definitely, have you ever tried to talk just to see what would happen? As if I had just been lazy all of my life and therefore just couldn't be bothered to talk. Like I was only putting it on to take advantage and jump the queues at Disney World (laughs) <laughs> but in case you are wondering, no, I haven't tried to talk before, mainly because I know nothing would happen. I'm not going to suddenly open my mouth and hear Brian Blessed's voice booming out. Besides, I've built a career out of not being able to speak now. I don't think I should be encouraging my voice to magically reappear too much. The found voice guy just doesn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> brilliant i love that oh that is brilliant yeah you're quite right the found voice guy doesn't have the same ring it does not have the same ring but i'll tell you what we we can only wish you all the success in the world with all those fantastic projects at the television projects and everything that's going going so well for you lee as well so uh, from behalf of me and sam we just like to thank you so much for for this interview and it's it's just nice talking about positive, positive things as well Thanks very much for inviting me on. That's no problem at all, Sam. What a man. What a man. To see to see Barcelona 3-2, to see Man United 5-0, the cup finals. Is this what yeah. we've got to look forward to, Sam? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I know, but but for now, you uh, until we get them sort of games again, the links are all in the description for the podcast. Mm-hmm. If you're listening on Apple, hit the five-star review and hopefully it won't be too long until we're seeing Newcastle beat Barcelona once again. Definitely. I'm sure we'll all be there as well. So for myself, Jonathan Green and my co-host, Sam Milner, and today's guest, Lost Voice Guy, 
We'll see you all very soon. Newcastle Fans TV.